Chombita Chronicles, say yes, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Y como les prometí que iba a regresar el mes de febrero, eh, que en los Estados Unidos se reconoce también como el Black History Month, el mes de la herencia negra. Y con esa nota yo quiero empezar. Um, oficialmente la, el podcast estaría en su temporada número 4. Pero... Yo voy a, esto es una edición especial, yo voy a hacer episodio especial porque quiero eh, compartir una experiencia en hablar con otra, mi invitada, es panameña, se crió aquí, ella, ella va a decir un poquito más de él, y quiero hacer como un análisis, una comparación, yo nací, me crié en Panamá, pero me trasladé a los Estados Unidos y entonces no eres de aquí ni de allá, pero vives en tres diferentes espacios como americana, como latina, como negra, y, y quiero entrar en estas conversaciones, en estas historias. So, yo voy a dejar de hablar y le voy a pasar el micrófono a mi invitada, y acuérdense que este podcast va a ser en inglés y en español. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte Da Silva, go ahead, you have the mic, introduce yourself. Okay, Charlotte, yo vivo en Delaware, mm -hmm. pero yo nací en Brooklyn, New York. Ajá. ¿Y tu profesión? Yo soy maestra. Oh, okay. eh, English okay. as a second language. Ajá. Mm -hmm. Okay, it seems that the... obviously you... Ajá. Go ahead. No, the audio comes in and comes out, but you're now, I hear you. I hear you. Ok, ok. Maestra, okay. ¿y en qué grado estás enseñando? Uh, secundaria, 9 a 12. Ok, entonces, ok, te naciste aquí, te criaste, eh, y entonces, con, dime un poquito de tus papás, tu herencia panameña, ¿de dónde viene? Uh, my parents, they came to the United States. They were young. My, my mother was six. Uh -huh. My father was 12. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so they were, they were really young. Um, mm -hmm. And their experience was when they came, they wanted to be Americanized uh, as soon as possible. So when they got married and had children, um, we had an Amer a basic American experience. But I always knew that I was Panamanian, you know. So we listened to salsa in the house, um, the okay. food that we ate. Uh -huh. Everything was of my culture, except I was an American girl. Exactly, you grew up a black American. American girl. Exactly. Mm -hmm. 
let me ask you, were you mm -hmm. one of, uh, did you have the opportunity to go on your summer break or school break back to Panama? Do you have, do you have that opportunity? Yeah, well, I didn't go, I didn't go every year, but I ended up going, you know, on my summer break to Panama to visit uh, my great grandparents, my aunts and uncles, cousins and stuff. So yeah, I did, you know, travel, but not a lot, but I did travel. Of course. Panama, um, right. You know, as a, you know, when I was younger. But yeah, of course. Overall, uh -huh, it was it was it was difficult for me because um at that time, what was we were talking, you know, late 80s, early 90s. I'm showing my age now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the 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 a black girl, uh, a black Spanish girl, as they would say, yes. was an anomaly. Right. Or, or a black and girl so that speaks assume... Spanish. Exactly. Right. And so um, I wasn't raised speaking Spanish, but I knew some words. Right. Of I course. had, you know, uh, some mm -hmm. words. And so when I was when they would hear my parents talk Spanish or I would re reference that they thought I was making it up. They thought I was lying. They would say, you know, you're black. I thought you were black. And I would say I am black. I am. And but then they say, but you don't look Spanish. And back then, I never really knew how to explain that because it, it was just who I was. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. But I mm -hmm. always felt different. And then when I had, you know, friends that were Spanish, they were Puerto Rican or Dominican, I didn't really fit in there either. In their space. Because mm -hmm. in their space, because, you know, Panama is a very different, well, you know, it's a different kind of country where... You know, yes, we're, we speak Spanish, but our culture, our roots is very... It's very rich. In, it's in, very in, rich. In Caribbean and West Indian culture. Right, um, right. Where the other Latin American countries may not have that. Exactly. So no, I am glad that you mentioned different. that. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, it ha we have so many layers. We have so many layers. Yes. And, and let me give a yes. feedback to my audience. Um, yeah, as you guys know, I, I, when I, you know, when you do podcasting, um, I had the opportunity to kind of have a prep talk with Char before. That's why we kind of like touching certain bases. Para que ustedes sepan de que sí, siempre se hace como una previa entrevista en el proceso de podcasting para conversar. But we, we came here and this is what we're doing. We kind of delving into like also when we're going to continue in the podcast about generations the generation of the one that was raised here the generation of the one that came from from panama and um obviously greater influence of our parents our grandparents in the whole scope anyways i'm gonna go ahead and make this a quick break i'm gonna come back with char the silva and we're gonna do a little bit more in this conversation again i remind you guys if you like this podcast it will be really nice that i have a patreon if you cannot commit for a home only there's also links like cash app and Bemo, so you can also donate participate in esta conversation and when i put the post let me know do you feel related to this topic like you know she just mentioned you feel that you don't find your space or you unseen like I said, we are in spaces that are we're unseen and it's different. But we're gonna come back after this break with more to talk about. 
Están escuchando Chombita Chronicles con su anfitriona Yovi D. Claro que sí, quédense ahí. We'll be right back. Hello, y como dijo, otra nota más. Si te gusta este podcast, compártelo con tu amigo, amiga, familia, tía, chino, el perro, como sea. Ya sabes cómo es la vuelta. Chao, chao. Hola, mi gente, y como dijo, y cómo fue. Chomita Chronicles, say yes, I'm here, I'm here in February, Black History Month, el mes de la herencia negra que se celebra en los Estados Unidos, como se lo prometí, aquí estoy, aquí estoy, y muy contenta porque estoy técnicamente entrando en la temporada 4, ustedes pueden creerlo, temporada 4, pero... You know what? I'm going to stop talking. Yo voy a dejar de hablar. Este podcast es en Spanglish. Ya saben, un poquito de inglés, un poquito de español. Y mi querida y querida, súper invitada, una compatriota. Pero yo voy a dejar de hablar y le voy a dar el, el micrófono a Charlotte Da Silva. Da Silva, take the mic. Preséntate. Hola, hola. Yo soy Charlotte. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Cómo estás tú? Cuéntanos un poquito de ti. Charlo es maestra, pero déjala que ella eh, se presente y la razón por la cual está aquí. Uh -huh. Sí, yo, yo, yo soy maestra de English as a Second Language a la escuela de secundaria, 9 a 12. Sí, noveno a 12 grados. Ajá, súper. So, muy impresionante la, la, la habilidad. Y entonces... Como digo siempre yo al principio de este podcast, Charlotte, ¿cómo te criaste? Dinos un poquito de cómo, bueno, cómo llegaste a este espacio y por qué. I was born in, yo, yo nací en Brooklyn, New York. Uh -huh. uh, yo, mi, mi padres, um, mis padres son de Panamá. Ok. Uh, pero yo nací en Brooklyn, New York. Um, So I grew up, you know, as a black girl growing up in Brooklyn who had um, Caribbean Latino parents. Super, super, okay, okay. Um, y entonces me contaste un poquito que cuando hablaste en español, ciertas personas pensaban que básicamente eras, um, estabas como que tus padres te hablan en español pero tú hablabas en inglés. Y personas pensaban que eras dominicana o otras nacionalidades. Mm. En mi casa mi padre no habla español mucho. No, okay. No, no. And they would talk to each other in Spanish when they didn't want us to know what they were talking about. <laughs> in the Panamanian household. Yes. Um, pero most of the time they spoke in English. So Uh, me being the nosy child that I was, I would listen very keenly to what they would say. So that's how I learned um, <laughs> a lot of Spanish is because I would <laughs> listen until I figured it out. Pick up the words here and there. Yeah, pick awesome. up the words here and there. So I would piece it together. Um, so I had to actually force myself to, to learn more Spanish and I'm still learning now. Um, Because unfortunately, when they came, they were young. My dad was 12, my mom was six. And back then, when they came, it was the 60s. And being Latino, being Caribbean, being any of those things was not cool like it is now. Um, 
And so they wanted to learn English as fast as possible. And so they thought at that time that the best thing for us was to speak English um, in the house. Great, great. So the reason that I, we, we met, actually, como digo, we met through social media, nos conocimos por social media, and um, Char kind of brought to my attention, or Charlotte, you know, Charlie, she brought to my attention about the name of my podcast, you know, Chomita, and how Panamanian, in, in the world that, like, basically we having, I guess, this moment in, in re, reclaiming certain names, for Panamanians in particular, I have gone through asking my father, my grandmother, everybody in the sense, and even doing the research of understanding what the word that distinguished Black Panamanians. Mm-hmm. And then, Char, you definitely, you can chime in. And mm-hmm. Chime was like, do you know the backstory about this word? And we started kind of talking and we had a little bit prep. And I felt that it was important. Mm-hmm. And then she, she brought, she, I really got this moment of, you know what? This is a very important conversation. The conversation of Panamanians that are, that I was born and raised in Panama and I came to the United States. And then people, uh, first generation, second generation that pretty much have a heritage, Panamanian heritage, all the, you know, culture in, ignited within also Americanized that they were born here. And then that's how we came about with this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yo quería tocar ese tema porque me pareció muy interesante eh, el, que está, el que viene de, el, de nuestro país y el que se cría acá con la, con, con el, ¿cómo le dicen? Con la noción cultural panameña. So, la definición de la palabra, bueno, I want to talk about what exactly we discussed a lot, a couple of terms. And it was really insightful what makes us be okay or comfortable. I do recall that there was one of these social media sites, very popular. I'm not going to say the name, but the discussion was about, you know, certain names that we don't use anymore. We mean right now, currently, we're reclaiming the word negra or negro. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's just, it's, you know, it's basically a translation, like I said, Afro-Latina, Afro-Latina equals Black Latino. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's mm-hmm. nothing else, nothing more to it. And I wanted to say, especially in, in, in this time of Black History Month, and I mean all the time, but there's nothing wrong with that term. Just, you know, at one time, you know, to say that was like, oh my gosh, nobody wants to, to use the word Black. You know, right. I, I, I currently have a, some students that are from the Dominican Republic. And, you know, we all know the, the history um, of of them whitewashing their blackness and trying to erase their blackness as a as a culture, but I never really understood why. And I had them watching this documentary as, as and as they're watching it, I'm learning as well. And you know, I won't go into all the details right now. Of but course, mm-hmm. At, mm-hmm. At the gist of it, they were they were at the very core. They were forced to believe that getting away from the black was the best thing to do. So any, they created a whole new term 
indio to describe those who had darker skin anything just not to say black correcto right yeah you know? correcto correct mm -hmm. and so even to the point where they would say you know or morena which i don't find nothing wrong with the term morena but just so that there's no mistake about it yo soy negra Yep, you know, and I am too. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want no mistake about it. Yo soy negra because I'm proud of that. I'm proud of my Panamanian heritage. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud of my Caribbean heritage. I'm proud of all of that. You know what I mean? And I don't want to, you know, wash that away and make yeah. it disappear. And, and as I say, y vuelvo y recalco, and I really discussed this very openly because I want to be transparent with you guys. 10 years ago, like we, you know, we go through phases, mm -hmm. we go through moments, we go through generations and whatever happened in the 60s, the way that our grandparents see the world, mm -hmm. the way that our parents see the world. And then when we came along and then now we have millennials and Gen Z, everybody has their own scope. And the scope is at least it's looking good because we are now... You know, people will say woke. <laughs> I don't want to use that one. Right, oh, right. Oh, oh. Estamos, como dice, más atentos. En mm -hmm. Panamá se creó algo que se llama el crisol de las raíces. Mm -hmm. Pero cuando yo me crié en Panamá, when I came about, it was like West Indian, Antillanos. Uh, I'm very, very close. Like when you ask me how I do identify myself, yo voy a decir, yo soy Afro-Latina. I was not crazy with the term in 2000s or 2004. I'll tell you really honest. Mm -hmm. But when I learned, like they say, you unlearn and learn. Right. Now fast forward, I, I describe myself, soy Latina, soy Negra, mm -hmm. y soy Afro-Descendiente, Afro soy Afro-Antillana, because mm -hmm. my, my father, my great-grandfather, was born in Panama, but he was from, he had heritage from Grenada. His right. mother, my great-grandmother, my, my grandmother Mary, um, she was actually Jamaican. Mm -hmm. And I happened to learn no recently that actually at the time that she was born, Jamaica was still a British colony. So actually her, she's a, mm. she's a British woman. I oh. just learned that not too long ago. Wow. In this research to get prepared for this conversation that I was going to have to with you. <laughs> so I'm like, I started digging stuff. So right. and then that from, that's still my maternal side, but that's my mom's father. So then my mom's grand, my grandmother's mother, she's from La Isla de San Andres. Mm -hmm. And she also has some British um, heritage. Mm -hmm. And because basically in my family, mostly maybe similar like your Charles. English was the spoken language. Mm -hmm. And then my mom, myself, everybody learned Spanish. Mm -hmm. So, and then from that side, you know, and if you know anything about geogra geographically, La Isla de San Andres is actually closer to Nicaragua yeah. than from Colombia. Uh -huh. So with that being said, I'm very, my roots, passionate about um, the West Indians. Mm -hmm. So that's how I see it. And finally, you know, ten, uh, Panama is actually part of a lot of organizations, society, like they say, it's part of the Caribbean and it's Central America and so South America. Some people think that it's part of South America, but it's the middle, mm -hmm. but also very, also great associations with the Caribbean and the Antilles and mm -hmm. so on. Yes. 
and like and, you, and like you, my 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 history, my my background is similar. You know, we have roots in Grenada as well, Jamaica mm -hmm. as well. You know, mm -hmm. so you know, at, you know. Actually, my grandmother tells a story that her 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 father um, was Jamaican, but he was a very fair-skinned Jamaican, and his family were basically white Jamaicans, um, yeah. and they had green eyes. And when when he came to Panama, well, he went to Cuba first, and from oh, wow. Cuba he came to Panama. And when he married my grandmother, my great-grandmother, excuse me, mm -hmm. she was a Panamanian. And not only was she a Panamanian, but she was a very dark-skinned Panamanian woman. And his family disowned him. Oh, my goodness. He had three yeah. brown um, children, and they didn't care that they, you know, they didn't care. They were too dark to be a part of them, you know. So, unfortunately, and, those yeah. are the stories you hear about. Those are the stories that you hear about, and that's even another conversation that within ourselves in general, doesn't matter what nationality, no importa la nacionalidad, que esa es la conversación que salió especialmente con lo que pasó con lo de George Floyd en los Estados Unidos, pero fue un efecto que has rippled, se ha atrasado por toda Latinoamérica y era el elefante, entre los latinos que nos, discrimina, que nos discriminamos entre nosotros mismos. Uh -huh. eh, ¿Te encantó la parte 1? Pues te va a fascinar parte 2. Sintoniza y ve al otro episodio. Y como digo, y como digo, y como digo.